I have a feeling that your notes are actually a lot better than mine. I have, let me see. I have eight pages of notes. This is how long my notes are. And it was literally just my thoughts as the well, scene was mine happening. Have spaces. Like between the lines, there's like a, like a space. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fine. Right. Also, the very beginning of it, I was doing it in um, like audio typing. You know how you can like talk? Like text to speech? Yeah. Ah, what did I say? Audio typing? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's practically the same thing. Audio typing. <laughs> I'm B. I'm Smage. Welcome to Cinemuck, where we talk all things cinema and all things muck. Today, we're talking about <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's newest release, Old. Newest release, Old. Newest release, Old. I like it. I think we should start off with general remarks and also a disclaimer that we will be going into spoilers because we're just going to be summarizing the movie, essentially. Okay. With our thoughts sprinkled in between. I think the first thing that I do want to say, though, is that this movie kind of felt like an M. Night Shyamalan movie, but if Christopher Nolan tried to pretend to be M. Night Shyamalan. That is so funny that you say that. Does that make sense? I literally have a note in here when Jaren was talking about like space time. Exactly. And yeah. I, wrote, I wrote, I like Jaren's thinking him and Christopher Nolan would be excellent friends. Exactly. Because it literally felt like. Because they went into conversations about like physics and time mm-hmm. and math and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, this feels like Christopher Nolan Nolan. wanting to be M. Night Shyamalan. I wonder if M. Night Shyamalan like saw, what is his last one that he just did? Tenet? Tenet? And was just like, I could do this better. (laughs) I can make it horror as well. I can make it horror. (laughs) (laughs) Was was this even horror? What is this considered? I think it's considered, I think all M. Night Shyamalan movies are supposed to be considered horror, but they're more like psychological thriller. Thriller. In my opinion. Anyways. Makes sense. Old. Old. We essentially start off with following a family. Father Guy, Mother Prisca. The father's name is Guy. His name is Guy. Can't just say Father Guy. Father that Guy. Like some fucking Mormon stuff. <laughs> father dude. Father, father man. <laughs> We're following a family. They're going to this resort. They the like you said. The father's name is Guy. The mother's, mother's name, is, name is Prisca. They, they have, have two children. Yeah. A young son who is six named Trent. Trent. Yeah. And then a daughter who's ten named Maddox. They're at a resort mm. that were kind of detailed was given as like promotional with the mother's pharmaceutical receipt. Like she got like a like a survey about it. Mm-hmm. And then she just started getting information about it and then yeah, she was like, just was like, oh, I'm gonna go to this. All inclusive. Yeah. Kind of like sweepstakes. Well, and it was thing. being it was being done by or it was like highlighted or advertised through a specific pharmaceutical company that she gets her drugs from mm-hmm. for whatever she has mm-hmm. wink wink mm-hmm. obviously because it's a Shyamalan movie you're supposed to kind of look at every single detail that they talk about one being that the mother specifically tells the daughter i cannot wait until you get older so i can hear you sing in the car i was gonna say in my notes i pointed out that like so many at the very beginning so many instances of like talking about time mm-hmm. getting older mm-hmm being like when they mentioned oh my god you guys are so big like yeah kids yeah so many of that so much of that is happening yeah at the very beginning and i'm just like i get it but like okay okay moving on anyways so they arrive at the resort and i have in my notes the super ripped waitress gave them special drinks suspicious so she greets them with these drinks that was suited to their taste 
best because mm-hmm. of a survey that they give so uh, immediately you're suspicious that's so funny i actually didn't catch that <gasps> really yeah i did Bitch. not that went right past me yeah my well, mind she... immediately went to oh no the dad's gonna try and sleep with the cocktail waitress because what? his bitch of a wife doesn't okay? pay attention to him are you okay well you can obviously read that the two of them are having some kind of tension oh yeah they and have some sort of marital he issue mentions that oh is it work again when they're on the bus mm-hmm. and i'm thinking oh she's busy with work he doesn't feel appreciated here's this beautiful blonde woman i went the completely opposite direction where he is <laughs> desperately vying for her attention <laughs> and she's off somewhere else and i thought that she immediately i was like oh she's having an affair damn bro wow we genuinely share one brain cell <laughs> so yeah they do that and then we're kind of introduced to the kids trent and maddox mm-hmm. trent is obviously on the spectrum in some way he has very eccentric tendencies he has really good memory mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he doesn't have the same kind of like social I was gonna say, he also lacks uh, very basic social cues for someone who is six and right. definitely already been like introduced to yeah society in yeah. a way of like either daycare or school or something yeah. and i really like maddox i really like that they introduced those two kids as not being like they weren't assholes towards each other no, they, they love actually, each other they actually like each other yeah they love each other very much and i was just like oh that's really sweet it's nice to see like you never see that type of interaction between two siblings where there is a clear like age gap yeah but they're, they're not also, like similar in age no they're like four or five years apart yeah from one another so it was really nice to see them actually be sweet with one another yeah. And like Maddox actually care about her little brother. Yeah. And him being like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, I love you. Thank you. So they're kind of like also getting their own refreshments and stuff like that. And that's mm-hmm. where we're introduced to the property manager's nephew. The little kid with the bangs. His name is Idlib. He yes. like lives at the resort. And I think his uncle is the property manager. Yes. Is from what I understand. That's how he introduces himself. Yes. Idlib and Trent grow a friendship quickly. Yeah. I mean, because they're the well. same age. Yeah, like, same it's age. It's that same type of just like where you go up to a kid at a playground. And you're just like, hey, what's your favorite color? And they say red. And your yeah. favorite color is also red. I think also it was nice to see like Idlib not so much feed into, but very much be fine with uh, Trent's eccentricity. It was nice to see the kids be kids. Kids be kids. Yeah. yeah. So then we follow them into the rest of the resort. They're shown to their room um we're kind of introduced a little bit more to the parents and we're getting this weird thing from the dad where he knows very specific statistics about accidents that should freak me out that should freak me I'm out not what did i put on here i wrote yes father hit us with useless facts <laughs> I just wrote, he, he has something to do with math as a profession. I'm assuming he's in insurance. You are so much more observant about that kind of shit. Here was my takeaway. Too many big ass windows looking into all of the house. What I didn't understand is like, why do people not like curtains? Why does nobody like curtains? Why does no one like Why does nobody like drawstring shades? Like that was- Why do we need big ass windows? That was a tropical island. Get bamboo shades. You know what I mean? Not that It keeps a warm tone. It gives you privacy. More so just for the bedroom. I don't care about the rest of the house. No. But like the bedroom specifically. But also like if the bathrooms, you have to go through a different room to get to the bathroom. Yeah. Fucking give me curtains. Give me curtains. I'm not walking through the living room in the dead ass of night trying to go pee. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I refuse. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is where we kind of see that there is some sort of rift between the parents i wrote i'm not quite sure what that is but i had a sneaking suspicion that she was having an affair or obviously that they have like they're both like living in their own professions i got more so something was wrong with her like because she kind of did mention oh, that she, she was sick she was sick yeah yeah and they mentioned like we were already on the course for separation anyway mm-hmm. what, yeah what exactly. does this change so i was thinking oh the issue is that they don't know how to tell the kids mm-hmm. and with her being sick and them getting separated mm-hmm. at the exact same time that's a lot of big hits to children yeah especially when they obviously like they've they're seeing their parents fight right. we do see that at one point yeah because they're having that argument argument not so much fight yeah they yeah we see the 
children know that their parents are arguing so like that's already a thing but then to find out like oh mom's sick and also leaving dad that's hard they went to the beach all i have for notes on that is there's a child with a polo on at the beach why does his family hate him <laughs> i don't know if you saw that kid i didn't okay he has a whole ass turquoise polo on at the beach making a sandcastle i'm like whose poor child is this and that's when trent and idlib are running around asking people like oh what's your name what's your profession i think that's after that is when idlib gives trent the decipher paper. well and this is where i had an issue so that whole beach scene mm-hmm. like the family's obviously at the beach to try and have a nice time trent and idlib are going around and trent has this thing where he can remember everyone's name and their occupation so he asks people that mm-hmm. and what i don't like is one of these things where it's the m night Shyamalan effect and it's an effect that i see a lot of people do especially in psychological thrillers Mm -hmm. where they're just like very much like you need to remember this right instead of like it's very handholdy yeah and i don't like that it's too forward yeah well the reason why i say that is because he turned and go up to this like three people and they ask like what's your name and occupation and one of them is a dancer one of them is a chef and then the other one is a police officer but the fact that they just like really harped in on that i was like okay so obviously one or all three of them are gonna come back be some kind play. of vital role exactly yeah. i'm not stupid Mr. yeah Shyamalan. <laughs> Mr. Shyamalan. i could figure this out eventually yeah but that's the thing i think it's the eventuality that a lot of people are getting away from nowadays they right. don't want to they no longer want the audience to sit for an hour and a half wondering where is the answer going to come out of i am very fine with if your movie has to take three hours for it to make sense and i get every plot point answered that you give me and i walk away with no questions i'm happy to spend three hours watching your movie yeah that's why i like a lot of um honestly like a lot of christopher nolan films because exactly you that can bitch has no problem making you sit down for a two-hour movie so that you can see what this keychain means yeah you can walk through you can leave that movie after watching it for the first time and being like that was a good movie i liked it or even like I, I didn't like it but if you go back and watch it again you see things exactly and then you see it again yeah and then you see it again so like you can walk away and be like well i don't have questions or if you do have questions you know that you can watch it again mm-hmm. knowing that you'll get an answer i think that don't that's hold great. my hand mr Shyamalan. don't hold my hand don't hold my fucking hand and also give me some tweets get off my hand i love some good tweets anyways this was also the scene where we really see trent's wonderfulness <laughs> Where he is talking to Idlib and he says... Oh no, context. Idlib says they're doing like a truth game. And Idlib says, I don't have any friends. Trent goes, I'll be your friend. And he's like, no, you'll leave. Yeah. And what does Trent say? Trent says, maybe when I get back home, my mom will let me FaceTime you. And then we can be friends. And in the future, we can go to the same college and then become neighbors with mortgages. I didn't even start thinking about a mortgage until like a year ago. I just love this kid. It's so funny because in the first five minutes I wrote, uh, Trent is annoying. (laughs) (laughs) And by the very end of it, I was like, Trent's my favorite. Yeah. I love this kid. So from there, we're going back to the hotel room. This is where that big argument between the parents happened. Yes. And this is where their main rift between them two is that Prisca Mm. is constantly living in the past, but Guy is constantly living in the future. And that goes hand in hand with their professions as well, because later on we find out that Prisca is a museum curator or Mm -hmm. she works in a museum. So she stares at artifacts all day. She's very concerned with history, with the past. And Guy is in insurance. He gives an actuary. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, he gives a specific profession. He essentially deals with the likelihoods of potential accidents or just statistical inferences of future events that exactly. could happen. So like, neither then, one of them yeah. are in the present. 
or in the present neither one and that's like frustrating to the both of them but it seems more so to prisca but it also seems more so that like it's not so much that neither wants to be a part of the present but it is also that neither wants to meet the other yeah there's no where compromise yeah also i did not know what the fuck their accents were i wrote on here like oh we have two ambiguously accented individuals well that's their real accent i think they're dutch or something like that i know the guy he's mexican excuse me guy is mexican dead ass i was thinking like french no yeah gail garcia bernal do you not know him no he's been in, yeah he's in a mexican he's a mexican actor and producer i've never seen that man in my life oh wait that's right coco he was in coco what did he play the grandma's dad bro i'm coco's father i fucking love coco so yeah, much that's him i literally only know this because when rogue one came out and everybody was thirsting after diego luna yeah the two of them were in a film a long time ago oh and they were gay <gasps> Yay! i think happy pride happy pride so yeah now we're back at the hotel with the parents they're fighting because they just can't deal with one another we get a little bit more insight into the kids and also we are given another plot point where trent and maddox are playing with one another and maddox tells trent to go play with something or whatever and trent's like oh well you know idlib gave me this puzzle thing where it's basically he has to decipher yeah, yeah, a message like a, it's a coded message that yeah he's got to decipher for yeah and it's like ice cream eating contest tomorrow or something yeah. like that which is super cute it gives us something to be like hey you know obviously they do decoded messages and then that comes in later when they're going towards the beach so then we do an abrupt cut to the beach to the, the beach. beach the beach that has the main beach young woman mm-hmm. getting naked you see side boob and some butt crack i just don't you see a whole ass i wasn't really paying attention not gonna lie as soon as i saw the top come off i was like ugh, gorgeous woman it just wasn't necessary it was unnecessary if i'm not gonna see a full sex scene don't let anyone get naked yeah why didn't no offense so oh, sorry she's also accompanied by a very lovely looking man who we come to find out is named mid-sized sedan he's a big guy huge he's a big guy he's a huge man but they're both at the beach they're both they're both at the beach she takes off her clothes and is like obviously they're together like a sultry ish look at him and then goes in the water yeah um i would have appreciated a removal of clothing from him as well equality happy pride mr sedan mr sedan take your shirt off let me see them big old milkers so yeah we go from the beach scene and now we're back at the resort in a morning time of the next day mm. we're introduced to another family it's a young woman named mm. crystal she's obviously the bimbo she's the whore of the horror <laughs> of the horror we're going movie. off of cabin in the woods yeah, if we're going off of cabin in the woods the whore. she is the whore yeah i um, love cabin in the woods i love cabin oh, in the woods. it's like my favorite movie it's a good one it's well-rounded so good anyway everybody was in love with marty bro they make it a point she makes it a point it seems like she's being bitchy and again well this was one of those where it wasn't so handholdy this is where i wish she did more of it because it came into play later where she's talking about is your calcium drink bomb, like bomb. drink actually calcium fortified and i'm sitting there thinking bitch shut the fuck up you don't gotta be like because like those people who are just like i'm allergic to gluten and they're not they just got like a little bit bloated yeah but they're and like i cannot have gluten i cannot be bloated on my beach day yeah because she's obviously very materialistic she's and very, very thin very vain not so much that she takes care of herself but she like is toxically taking care of herself mm-hmm. she has a daughter kara mm-hmm. who is like also six like i think four i think she's like six as she's well. a baby yeah she's yeah a baby yeah uh a grandmother whose name is oh i wrote it down did you i did not and i forgot it Charlotte? um because i didn't write that. i fucking only wrote down the dog's name <laughs> you know what the dog's name is yeah, it's gustav gustav <laughs> <laughs> 
his name is Gustav. How fucking dare you? You don't know the dog's name? You know his name? He's a vital character. <laughs> Agnes? Yeah, that's Agnes. her name. Agnes. Okay. We got Crystal the, the whore, yes. her daughter Kara, yes. who's like a baby. Um, Agnes the grandmother yeah, with her Agnes, dog Gustav. Agnes is the mother to Charles. Who's old. Who is older. Older, sorry. Like 40s, 50s. I think he's supposed to be in his 60s and Agnes is supposed to be in her 80s. So yeah, we're, we're introduced to them. Not really given any sort of plot points about them. We're just sort of like introduced to them as the other family in the resort. Correct. And then we're quickly sent over to patricia and jaren and jaren but she's having a grand mal seizure and that's when we learn that charles is a doctor because he comes over there to help but we also learn that jaren is a nurse yeah jaren is a nurse and so he's helping her get through the seizure seizure. so that's how we're all introduced to all of them but i thought it was really sweet i immediately loved jaren and patricia obviously seizures are not a fun thing to a go through Mm -hmm. and b see happen yeah witness witness yeah but obviously jaren is a nurse he seems like he's the nurse well, that like deals with well it comes out to he's an er nurse er nurse he's right. an er nurse so he knows how to keep his cool exactly but also he loves his wife yeah and it's just like she's fine through. they make a joke about it yeah and i just was just like this is really sweet but in the midst of all that the uh, resort manager comes over to the i literally wrote them as ambiguously accented family <laughs> But he comes over to their family and he was just like, listen, I like you guys. The resort manager comes yes, over the to me. Resort manager like, comes I, over to their I family. really like you guys. And I want to tell you about this private beach that I want to send you to that I only let specific families go f- families go to, which mm-hmm. is like, dun, dun, dun. So then we're following Prisca and Guy and the kids and mm-hmm. they're in this van. They're in the resort van. Like a bus. Yeah. And they're like about to go to the beach and we, are, we, we see that little Idlib had left one of those coded messages mm-hmm. in the van for trent to find so he takes that with him save that for later keep that in your back pocket keep that in your fucking back pocket so they're about to leave but then charles and crystal and their family get into the van kind of unexpectedly yeah because guy and prisca are thinking oh we're gonna be the only family yeah and then come to find out no jk a whole ass other family yeah is coming with us um and then the driver is mr Shyamalan himself yes of course he is so they go to the private beach guy i think is just like this is a lot of food for a whole bunch of people and it is a lot of food it's a good amount of food it's a lot of food in these really cute baskets that i totally want to steal right they're so pretty it's vacuum sealed as well right they're vacuum sealed aluminum bags to which mr Shyamalan says well you have you know three kids 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 eat a lot of food and you have three of them yeah exactly and then this is kind of like we're also reaffirmed that charles might be a bit of a dick bag (laughs) because he's just like uh excuse me um we have an elderly person and a child could you help us with the fucking bags yeah and i'm like you all are fine and i'm like you also have a whole bunch of able-bodied bitches shut the fuck up and of course mr shaman is just like well i can't i gotta go i'll be back at five yeah or just call us or just call us or just call us or just call us bitch spoilers they cannot call <laughs> spoilers there's no reception so yeah they head down to the beach and then this is where they pass through like a really big canyon yeah and there's this weird slow-mo slow-mo part i'm so glad that you said that i literally wrote in my notes why are we in slow-mo why are we in slow-mo it's maybe two seconds like mr Shamlan, maybe throw some fucking glitter while you're at it yeah literally with like wind chiming music jesus christ because i had no idea what was going on i was like this is so stupid no, i literally no was thinking because i understand like why he may have done that like it's a cinematic right. perspective but like it was so stupid and it took me out of the moment yeah because i don't know what's going on exactly i can i can relate back to it now i look at that scene and i'm like now i understand what was happening right they were like going through a threshold in the moment i'm like why the fuck are we in slow-mo but yeah so slow-mo was absolutely unnecessary yeah but they they go into there and then uh prisca and guy and their family are setting up their tent they're Mm -hmm. gonna play and stuff like that yep 
And then Charles and Crystal are about to set up their tent, but then we're shown that Mr. Sedan, who we don't know his name is Mr. Sedan just yet, yes. is still there on the beach. Kind of chilling in the background against the canyon. Yeah, and this is where, again, Charles is reaffirming that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's just like, mm, maybe we should move. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. And Crystal's like, why? And he's just like, you know, I just want to, you know, give them room. Yeah, let's get a little closer to the water. Yeah. It's like, sure. And okay. she's like, okay, whatever. And I'm just like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. The three kids decide to all play with each other, Trent, Maddox, and Kara. Yeah. And they come across kind of like a sandbar, but it's not a sandbar. It's obviously at the top of the, at the top of the beach where like sand has kind of gathered from the tides coming in and out. Yeah. Where and like there's a high whole tide bunch happened. of like old toys and yeah. then rusted silverware. Very from rusty From the silverware. resort. Yeah, specifically from the resort prisca tells them like don't play with that you could get hurt you could obviously she's trying to tell them they, they can get tetanus from the rust exactly again another plot point which again i'm it wasn't that a hand holding that thing. was not a hand holding because thing. that to me makes sense she's a woman who works in a museum as museum curator mm-hmm. she knows that rust if you touch and you get hurt it mm-hmm. it does basically act like poison yeah on you tetanus is awful for you to get yeah and so that made sense i was like this is a concerned mother with an educational background yeah cool not a plot point. No. Actually is a plot point. Actually is a plot point. Thank you for not holding my hand. Because I, I was more so focused on the fact that there are toys and silverware over the fact that she is giving us a plot point. Yeah, because I was like, ooh, that's strange. Yeah. That there are things that are that have been here from yeah. obviously people from the resort. And it's been there long enough that's to get weird. Rust. Exactly. That's odd. Like, that's weird. Yeah. So the kids decide to go play hide and seek. And while they're playing hide and seek, Trent is in kind of like a cavern type of thing. Like, it's like kind a of cove. Filled, like a cove. It's filled with water. It's kind of like somewhat in a cave. And he notices that there are no fish around him like there had been previously when he was on the other beach. Mm-hmm. Signifying to us something obviously is wrong here because there's no fish. Right. But this is to segue into the fact that a dead body literally floats into him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. And it's the woman from the night before who had been there with Mr. Sedan. Night before or very early morning with yeah. Mr. Sedan. But because of that, obviously, Charles and Guy and really all of them are suspicious of Mr. Sedan because he like, knows who that is. Yeah. And she is dead. And uh, now he's bleeding from his nose. He's bleeding from, profusely he from his nose. He has an injury, quote yeah. unquote. Quote unquote. He tells them that like he came with her to the beach, but she decided to swim off and... And he oh didn't know what happened to her. I also t- <laughs> wrote in my notes, I was like, Mr. Shyamalan is not very aware of the times. I wrote a note that it's a, it's one black man, mm-hmm. a dead white woman, yep. surrounded by white people. Yeah, exactly. Because at this point, Patricia, who is a black woman, and Jaren, who is an Asian man, yeah, have Asian not man arrived man. at the beach yet. So it yeah, is literally all, a group of white people. Literally the other two people of color are not there are yet. Are not there yet. So Mr. Sedan, a and big a, black man. A black on white crime. Yes. Has potentially occurred. Yes. Witnessed by only white. Only white people. I at least one is of upper class. Yes, yeah. Charles, yeah. the doctor. That was just I made and that a note. Piece of shit. And I was just like, uh. But because everybody's in kind of in a kerfuffle, Agnes, the mother, Charles's mother, is on her beach towel and she's complaining to Crystal that she has a tight chest. And then right at this moment is also when Patricia and Jaren do finally arrive. They were arrived late because they slept in. And that is when Guy and Charles are both trying to suggest that maybe they run back to where the mm-hmm. man drops them off mm-hmm. to grab them because they don't have reception on their phones to reach out to the, for help. Yep. And they've just now found a dead woman. Right. And and there is a man here who knows her who mm-hmm. is bleeding profusely from the nose. Yeah. Obviously something weird is happening. Right. All of a sudden people start dropping like flies. People start fucking dropping. Because obviously this woman is obviously dead. While Charles is trying to deal with that, Crystal comes up and she, oh my God, the way that she fucking tries to get his attention. <laughs> Charles, something's wrong with your mother, sweetie. Yeah. I was like, she literally sounds like that scene from Romeo and Michelle. I was about to say. Where they're both old oh my ladies. God. 
That's all I could think about. I'm the Mary. All of for all of her com- her exuded confidence, Crystal. For all of her exuded confidence. Yeah. In that moment where something is wrong with Charles's mom, it almost seems like she doesn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. For the fact that something's wrong with her, and you yeah. can see it in the way that she wears it on her. Yeah. Like the the actress does an amazing job. Right. Here, where like. Her shoulders are rolled in. Mm-hmm. She's got terrible posture. Mm-hmm. Her hair's kind of fucked up a little yeah. bit. And she looks like she's visibly crying. Yeah. And I'm just like... So her mascara is running and stuff exactly. like that. She's having a hard time breathing. Oh, true. And I then... Mean, she does rip. She does rip. But she's having a hard time breathing. And in that same instance, Prisca notices both of her children. Something weird's happening with them. Yeah. She know, She thinks that maybe they're well, having... because Trent says that his, bo- that his swimming trunks are too tight. Yeah. And she's like, just loosen them. And they're already completely loose. Mm-hmm. And the drawstring is basically gone. Because it's he's filled out the pants so yeah. much. And she's just like... Something Things happening to my children can mm-hmm. you please come and take a look at them yeah and so he does try to walk over to them and then in that very same instance agnes passes away mm-hmm. unfortunately charles goes R. over R. to R. her agnes. rip agnes try goes over to her tries giving her chest compressions obviously has a moment of realization where he's kind of crying and says that her heart gave out from the shock mm-hmm. and now in my opinion he's got a vendetta out against mr sedan because he's like he killed this white woman and now he's killed my mom that's where his mind yeah clicks so at this point patricia and jaren are kind of off on their own they're talking with trent and maddox trent asks like what's your profession like what's your name what's your profession patricia is a psychologist jaren is a nurse so they ask they ask them like what's your name and how old are you and trent is six and maddox is 10 and they're just like haha that's so funny that's totally not true because clearly you're not six and 10 with how big you are yeah and jaren to trent is just like clearly you're like 11 10 or 11 like maybe 12 yeah right and he's just like no i'm six he's just like okay like you can stop making fun like yeah clearly you're 11 well and then that's where patricia's psychology comes in she's like clearly they're going through something because of the shock or something like that like we can just play along and then yeah. we'll we'll address it later on yeah fucking prisca comes in she's like have you seen my children and then both of them are just like okay this is no longer funny because these are literally <laughs> your fucking kids and she was like what like jaren is like are these not your fucking kids yeah and she looks at them and they are significantly older they are clearly much older yeah so that's freaking them out then we switch back to mr sedan and charles mm-hmm. mr sedan is running away into the mountains to escape into the canyon yeah because charles is chasing him because he's no 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 sedan starts running first oh that's what it is out charles goes after him because he's like obviously he's guilty or he he literally screams like say say yeah and it's like i'm like charles shut the fuck up literally my mind is like wow you're racist i was literally like you're literally a piece of shit and i hope you die a horrible death (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) keep that in your pocket they run into the mountains or into that canyon where they entered Mm -hmm. and they both start having like a fucking conniption so they apparently black out and they show back up on the beach and what had happened is that they obviously blacked out but there was an extreme amount of pressure coming from the mountains that mm-hmm. caused them to have like extreme head pressure they stumbled out of the cave they blacked out so they decide to all split off into groups of two except for Prisca, who's staying behind with the kids mm-hmm. and they're going to try a different way mm-hmm. not through that specific corridor that they entered mm-hmm. off the beach yeah they all end up back Stumble on the beach back having yeah. blacked out from the extreme head pressure we lose the dog oh yeah r.i.p gustav rip gustav rip gustav yeah we don't see it which is nice that's thank god right thank god yeah it just like it was so non-eventful yeah that like probably 30 minutes later i was like oh yeah gustav's dead <laughs> i literally wrote in my notes though that if gustav died i was gonna quit watching the movie and then he died and i was like well i didn't see it, it so like it's a fine. horrible death no he just passed away so i'm fine with it yeah he just got old and died yeah <laughs> 
R.I.P. Gustav. R.I.P. Gustav. Obviously, everyone's just like, well, we can't leave the beach and something fucked up is going on. And Preska and Guy want Charles to look at their kids because clearly something is wrong. Mm-hmm. They have aged exponentially. Charles is like, something is going on with him. He takes a knife out of his pocket and he slashes at Mr. Sedan's face mm-hmm. and cuts, and cuts it open. Really big. Yeah. Like a really big cut. And they're yeah. all freaking out. He's clearly unhinged. Clearly not doing good. No. And like, then he makes the statement that like, I felt scared for my life so he's freaking out everyone's freaking out and they're like okay well let us see it because he had his hand over it yeah he removes well, his jaren hand. the nurse wants oh to yeah see it to be able to help and mr sedan is just like well it doesn't hurt anymore like uh, probably from the shock from the shock yeah he removes his hand and it's scarred over completely healed it's over completely healed and a is a scar. scar patricia makes the note that maybe they're all going through some sort of group psychosis because of the shock of all the death yeah and i wrote now is not the time for thank you psychology i was like patricia i love you so much Thank you for being a psychologist. Yeah, not your the time. profession is, you know. It is not the time. I appreciate it, but now is not the time. Now is not the time. Don't do it. So yeah, we're kind of moving forward from that because they're all just like, well, we don't even know what the fuck we're supposed to be doing anyways. Charles looks at the kids and he says that they're all aging. They're actually aging. They're not reacting to something on the beach, but they are actually growing. So to kind of like deal with all of this, they decide to do a therapy session. Patricia brings them all together and they just want to talk about like why, why they're there. Crystal says that their family is going through something, but Charles... Charles is obviously very hesitant to talk about it. Like aggressively hesitant. Like aggressive. Yeah, like we're aggressive. not talking about it. Yeah. This leads into the next big segment because Guy says that Prisca is sick. And then she explains that she has a tumor, but it's benign. It's benign. It's supposed to be benign. Yes. But then immediately she starts feeling sick. She feeling starts feeling well. very weak. Jaren kind of like goes to where her tumor is and it's growing. It's like the size of a grapefruit and then it's the size of a softball. And then she, she passes out. Guy makes a very hard immediate decision that even though they are nowhere near a hospital and have no medical equipment equipment to allow Charles, who is a surgeon, a surgeon. to do quick surgery on her Mm. charles begins to perform surgery but gets sidetracked with some movie trivia he can't quite remember he couldn't remember the movie in which marlon brando and jack nicholson starred in the movie is called the missouri breaks okay it's a bizarre western Ah. but every time they go to cut into prisca it immediately heals yep and scars yes like immediately immediately they cut open it just heals right up they're all like holding the incision well, open. jaren makes the the observation that we all just need to hold it open yeah we are basically going to need to have to like hulk hold it <laughs> open so uh. charles can do what he's got to do yeah so they do that they do remove the tumor literally by the time they take it out it's like the size of a fucking cantaloupe it's huge it's gigantic it is huge and disgusting yes and then as um, soon as they like over skin it heals back over yeah it's disgusting and she wakes up she's fine she's she fine. feels she feels she great feels so much better yay thank god no r.i.p to prisca just yet this is when brent oh mr sedan has introduced himself his name is actually brendan yes so from now on i will be calling him brendan agreed not yes. mr sedan not mr sedan um so brendan is just like okay well, i'm gonna go check on the dead bitch yeah whatever which at this point is. i had made the note how is brendan formerly mr sedan doing so well on this island mm-hmm. considering that everyone is obviously progressing through their ages quickly this man has either been here overnight or since very early in the morning that's where i was confused and he's just he don't look like he's changed at all, at all. not even like small because i understand that like certain melanated individuals you know like the whole black don't crack joke um they even make that they even make that joke even with that sentiment obviously everyone is aging quickly (laughs) 
this man has not changed at all at all at least to my eyes not even sunspots wrinkles Mm -hmm. receding hairline Mm -hmm. graying there are some things in this movie that just don't make no sense it doesn't make sense so he goes to check on the dead woman's body Mm -hmm. and when he lifts up the towel that they had put onto her she's literally dust she's bones she's literally dust and bones yeah i said she's all skin and bones without the skin and so he's freaking out yep and then this is where prisca who works at a museum obviously Mm. she goes into the fact that like it should have taken like 30 plus years Mm -hmm. for this to have occurred kara and trent are at the tents just like laying chilling out whatever they're hanging out i'm innocently thinking like this they're is having cute. a nice bonding moment. Yeah. They're uh, like Trent's, they're talking. Trent's holding her. Yeah. In a way where if it was two adults, I'd be like, ooh, sexy. Ooh. Sexual. But I'm thinking these are These kids. are children. So I'm thinking, oh, this is so nice comforting. that they are comforting one another. Yeah. Incorrect. Very incorrect. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we kind of get the math of how quickly age is progressing with, with all of them. Yep. And then that is where we make the black no crack joke. What is it like one hour equals... A half hour is equal to one year. So every hour is two years. Two years. Of their life. Yes. Okay. Then that's where I'm wondering what the fuck's going on with Brendan. With Brendan. Because if we give him even the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's been here since like five in the morning. At the point that Patricia and Jaren show up, it's at least noon. And then that makes you wonder why is that girl's body? Why was it so properly preserved in the water? Until she was put on the beach. And then she decays? Maybe the water slows down the aging process? I don't know. This is where they're talking about like the rocks having some sort of like, they're changing their cells in some sort of way. And so Mm. by going through the rocks, it's like coming up to the surface when you've been deep diving too quickly. Yeah, this is where Jaren and Christopher Nolan are one and the same. Exactly. Yes, because Jaren then says what they could do is slowly take a step like every 20 minutes every or something 20 like minutes that. and wait to essentially become reacclimated with yeah. normal time yeah but then he goes on to say like who wants you'd have to, to do that like for like 30 years yeah you have to do that over the course of 10 hours yeah and that could be upwards of 20 years yeah of your of, life like of who your wants life. to spend the rest of their life doing that essentially is what he said. essentially yeah but while they're all doing this they realize that kara and trent are not with the group maddox mm-hmm. is because she was with brendan and so they're like they're yelling for the kids and the kids are in the tent obviously and both of them come out of the tent trent and kara mm. and kara is very hungry this is where she opens up that fucking pasta salad bag Mm -hmm. and this is where i got confused because of what they're saying and i think honestly this is another thing where it wasn't handholdy but when Mm -hmm. you think about it later on when you're given all the context clues Mm -hmm. you're like oh shit and this is why i get pissed off with m night Shyamalan holding my hand stop fucking don't touch me don't touch me (laughs) let go my fucking hand let go my fucking hand let me figure it out for myself even if i don't that's my bad i'm the idiot i'll I'll go back and watch it again gave me the context yes so this is where it is she goes eat that fucking pasta salad like we said they have been aging why is that pasta salad's still fresh because it's not it's vacuum sealed so the minerals in an aluminum bag yeah it's in a metal bag it's in a metal bag so no sediment no nutrients no you know no nothing from those rocks can't reach is touching it so the the thing itself is aluminum what they're inside of is aluminum and they're vacuum sealed so nothing's getting in there but it makes me wonder as soon as you open it though right how long does that food yeah last yeah because if it's a quickly that pasta salad's bad in like literally two minutes 
too many. You open it and it's bad. Oh my God, dude, that looks so delicious. It literally looked like a goofy movie pizza I, slice. Yes. It's I like want that same sensation. Immediately, I was just like, I think I'm going to add pasta salad to my grocery Bitch, list. me too. I was, I was like, literally I, like, I need mozzarella. I need the rotini noodles. Mm-hmm. I need, I already got basil. I need Italian dressing. I need to get the olive oils. Olives. Yes. Bitch. The, the group obviously sees that Trent and Kara are out there. Mm. And then they, Trent and Kara start walking towards the group. And Kara is pregnant. Well, first of all, I realize, wow, Trent is much older. Yeah. And then I see Kara is pregnant. Kara is fucking pregnant. Pregnant, pregnant. Like, like five months along pregnant. And I was like, I am disgusted. I was yucked out. So Crystal's freaking out. All of them are essentially freaking out. They're trying to explain to the kids what's happening. And then obviously time is going by. So Kara will not remain pregnant for very long. No, Kara, they... Because it's literally a 10 month gestation period. Yeah. In a matter of seconds, she goes from five months to ready to pop out the baby. Yeah. But Charles is also on some shit. He's saying some weird fucking stuff. And this is where immediately I thought, oh, this man has dementia. Yeah. I'm thinking his medical condition is dementia dementia or early on. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. And then later on, we find out it fucking is something else, and I'm a little bit pressed about I'm, it. I am a We've little pressed. We already had the conversation, it. but I'm a little bit pressed. I am a little pressed. Um, We've done better. So, yeah, Kara has the baby. Tragedy um, strikes us yet again. Yeah, RIP to the poor little baby boy. Literally that we came finding out, out the womb, got wrapped up in a towel, and then died, and immediately became dust. Because of neglect. Because of literal neglect. Because they, they could seconds, not hand, they could not take care of it fast enough. Yeah, the two seconds it took to put him in that towel. Charles is not doing well. He's stabbing the sand next to Jaren and threatening him. I wrote Charles is racist mm-hmm. in all caps. Yeah. Because his aggressions keep only happening towards... People of, people of color they're still trying to figure out what to do with themselves and then all of a sudden fucking charles is literally stabbing brendan to death patricia sees it all she's screaming and he I runs away because that shit's fucking and up. they're like well, what the fuck is happening yep we also uh see someone up on the hill so yeah. across from the beach like, yeah up on the mountain through the water up on the mountaintop there is an individual looking down at them with mm-hmm. binoculars i immediately was like oh there's some kind of experiment right so the group confronts Charles. They take his knife away. And then Jaren decides that he's going to swim out past the cove that they're in to get to a different part of the beach that isn't being affected by the rocks. Correct. Mainly because Patricia has not had her medicine yet. For several hours. For several hours, which if we're going by off of years, has been technically years. Yeah. And he's surprised that she hasn't had a seizure yet. While Jaren goes off to do that, they also talk about like maybe climbing up the mountain is something that they could do because maybe the way that time works won't impact them if they're just going up instead of through correct uh they're not going to do it obviously because because they're just like it's scary but they might if they're already prone to blacking out while going through the canyon who knows how far up you could go before you might black out yeah and then you could literally like fall and die and then this is when maddox confronts prisca ask her her and guy we're gonna get separated the mother says yes yep she asks her, you know, was there someone else? Was there someone else? And Prisca says, yes, yeah. that she was having an affair. Mm-hmm. And Maddox is obviously hurt by this. I thought that this was actually quite sad because Maddox tells Prisca, Prisca says, like, are you upset with me? Or like, are you mad at me? Or something like that. And Maddox says, I just need some time, mm-hmm. mom. And as she's walking away, Prisca goes, we don't have that. That was really touching. That shit fucked me up. I started crying. I, cr- I cried. I was like, oh my god, yeah. you guys don't. It's that notion, like how we have just kind of like in everyday life. Yeah. Where you're just like, w- like as Jenna Marble said, it <laughs> life is so short, 
but insufferably long. Yeah. And like, yes, that is true. But not for these people. No. It is actually incredibly short. Maddox is now having an existential crisis and is going for a swim. I feel like we've all forgotten that the first death was some naked bitch who went swimming. Oh, and then I wrote, <laughs> oh, and surprise, 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 R.I.P. Jaren. Literally, I wrote, great, she's going to find, as she gets in the water, great, she's going to find a dead body. Joke's on me, it's Jaren. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jaren has died. He Rip. blacked out. Uh, they believe trying to leave yes and drowned. unconsciously drowned yeah. in the ocean so r.i.p jaren yep. and now both children have found a dead body floating <laughs> in the water full circle <laughs> um so now we move off to trent and kara who are grieving together as parents so trent shows how supportive he has a lot he is, of empathy though. i was very surprised a lot of like i was he, like damn he's very empathetic i'm like can i get me one like yeah. he just just his like nicely putting his face on her shoulder yeah to be like i am here but this is about you even though i was a part of this this mm-hmm. is mostly about you right but i'm here so he takes the, i didn't like he, hearing the little baby bone rattles. no that was a bit um, much that was a little bit much I was like we didn't got the point across that. but it was a bit much a bit much um so he goes to bury the baby and obviously kara isn't dealing with it well so she decides to climb the mountain yeah she's climbing the mountain she's not doing well well no i, mean, I put um i think i wrote like, yo kara strong yeah kara strong. she was climbing up she them gets shits. up quite fast she was getting up there um but she does uh, eventually yeah i said just kidding kara dead yeah she blacks out faints yep. falls off the mountain dies on impact. yep yeah and then this was where it was a really sweet touching moment between trent and guy because Trent is obviously, he sees Kara's dead body. He goes over to her. He starts crying. He's sobbing. Mm-hmm. Guy comes over to him and literally covers his eyes mm-hmm. to avert him from looking at his dead baby mama mm-hmm. and holds him in his lap. Yes. And I start crying again. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I would, Together as a couple, Guy and Priska suck. Awful. But I'll tell you what, they're there for their fucking kids. They're good parents. They're there I actually for their could kids. say Priska could do better. Priska could do better. But also, women, you know, they got a lot of shit going on. She's a woman who probably well, I mean, had a she's really. She's a whore, so. Am I gonna am I gonna <laughs> ruffle some feathers by saying that? <laughs> because of all this, you know, obviously Prisca and Guy and Trent and Maddox are all kind of together. They're all kind of grieving everything that's going on, and mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of psychological turmoil happening. Yes. Patricia says, "Well," and then obviously Jaren just passed away, so Patricia doesn't really have anybody else. It's just her. She says that she's gonna go and try to get. She's going to use pool noodles and a blanket. <laughs> and a blanket that she wraps around them. Yep. To, to uh, float. To float into Which is the water. Fair. How is that fair? She literally just saw her husband die in the water. Well, if she goes unconscious, she's going to be floating. You know what? I didn't even fucking make that connection. So she's not going to drown. You stupid motherfucker. That's exactly why the fuck she had the pool noodles, isn't it? Oh, I'm such so a she dumbass. she float through the unconsciousness. I am literally fucking such a dumbass. <laughs> I was sitting here being like, what is this stupid bitch doing with the fucking pool Making noodles? Making a makeshift life jacket. I literally... Oh so if she goes unconscious, she can just continue to float. Patricia, smart bitch. Smart bitch. Smart bitch. Let the women do the work. She is Let very the smart. Let the women do the work. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You know what? Go Patricia. Well. Anyway. Rip anyways, Patricia. Rip Patricia because uh, <laughs> she's going on to this whole big spiel about how she hasn't seen her sister in a long time, but they had like a like a falling out or something, and yeah. she just like she wants to see her because now she's older, so she wants to go. I was going like, to say, uh, but then again, the the discussion of older happens. Her mm-hmm. sister is older than her, mm-hmm. but she is now technically older than her sister, and uh, that and also in wise and wise yeah. yeah she's just looking at like i'm obviously much older now this whole fighting thing is stupid exactly and so she 
is trying to go. And then I wrote in my notes, I think this woman just had every single seizure of the rest of her life. I think so too. Because I she think that's exactly what happened. Starts seizing mm-hmm. and then stops. Mm-hmm. Starts seizing again mm-hmm. and then stops. She has like four or five four seizures. Four in a row. Four or five in a row. And they're progressively getting more aggressive. Yeah. R.I.P. Patricia. Rip Patricia. Gone but not forgotten. So that happens. But at the exact same time, Guy is starting to lose his vision. Guy's going blind. Really bad. He's yes. going blind. Crystal finally makes a reappearance. Oh my God. She is Quasimodoing it up. She, she literally looks like a fucking hag. The, that's fine and everything. If she would have been Quasi, she is Quasi and tragic. Yeah. Yes. Literally tragic. Yeah. And this is again where don't hold my hand happened because he didn't she then starts exclaiming that she really needs her calcium and this is where i realize for all her materialistic bullshit that she's got going on and her internalized misogyny she was in check with her health maddox trent and guy are arguing with one another about how to get off the beach yes and this is where i find out that prisca is going deaf yes in one of her ears prisca is losing hearing in in one one of of her her ears. ears And I think um, I wrote, what did I write? Prisca is deaf in one ear, same bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so nightfall happens with the family. Yes. They build a bonfire. And this is where Guy confronts Prisca about her affair. But not in a mean way. He says that he had seen some text messages. And he said something about like, he says sweet things, but he's an idiot. He and says romantic things, but he's stupid. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, you deserve so much better. And I'm sorry, I wasn't that person. And I mean, that touched me. I was happy that she said, don't blame yourself. This is literally all on me. You need to be mad at me. Yeah. Like, I fucked up yeah. and I'm sorry. Yeah. And Guy was just like, well, it is what it is. And, and I wrote in my notes, I was just like, it's supposed to be an emotionally lifting scene. But at the end of the day, it's talking about an affair. So if Guy's moving forward, then all right. <laughs> So then we're focusing back on the kids. Trent and Maddox are going through all those things that they found on the beach previously, the toys and whatnot, and they come across a notebook. Well, and they're also trying to find paper and flammable items to put onto the bonfire to keep mom and dad warm. Mm -hmm. Because obviously they're old as fuck now. They're getting old. They're getting old. But they end up finding a notebook that was from a scientist who had been on the beach. The scientist was keeping track of everybody's names Mm -hmm. and then anything that was happening. Mm -hmm. So they keep that notebook. Oh, and even has like some... Oh, some, like, hypotheses. Yeah, that, like, maybe something that can block out the way time is moving mm-hmm. around them. It the, the affects their cells. Exactly. And, and he was so, just like, and Trent makes the observation, oh, what about, maybe it's like how um, when you go to the dentist and you wear a vest when you go to do your x-rays. Maybe it's something like that. We just need a giant metal tube. We need a giant metal tube, which then brings me back to the food. Yes. That is why the food was fine. Yes, because, because it was vacuum that, sealed in aluminum. Yeah, that aluminum <laughs> was keeping all of the it was the metal tube for the food yes so that's why it was so fresh but then maddox obviously crushes our dreams and says where are we gonna find a metal tube yeah fuck off maddox <laughs> i mean like i get it realism but like fuck but also you're on a goddamn stranded beach you literally have aged three decades yeah, oh no oh is this so impossible what the fuck else do you think is happening bitch anyways i, I, I found a metal tube fuck it charles loses his shit charles loses his shit Charles finally loses his shit. He goes through their back. He gets the knife. Gets his knife back. He comes well, so Guy can hear somebody crawling towards him. Correct. And that was so scary. Grunting with the, like, fuzzy look, like, when we take our glasses off. They did such a good job of portraying that. That part scared me so bad. Very terrifying. Very terrifying. so bad for Guy, but he starts attacking Guy. Yeah. And obviously Guy's healing because... Quickly. Yeah, because yeah, he's just slashing but him. But he's still slashing him. But he goes to... He's 
screaming to Prisca on her bad side. Like, what is happening? Yeah. He doesn't understand what's happening because he can't fucking see. Yeah. And then finally, Prisca looks over there. First, she attempts to sacrifice herself Mm -hmm. by standing... No, she stands in front of Guy and gets slashed a bit by Charles. Does she? Yes. Oh, I thought that's when she came back. No, and then Guy throws her off Uh. and says, go hide the kids oh you're right and then she runs away you're right meanwhile charles is still like slashing at guy and then prisca goes and finds the children says basically don't ask me like yelling at them don't ask me questions just hide somewhere where no one can find you yeah and so they go travel like a, like a cap like a cave, like the cave. yeah a cave that's a part of the cove it's yeah. low tide i guess so yeah. everything's kind of open yeah so they go in there the kids are in that little cave thing and then Correct. they encounter crystal who has a debilitated horribly awfully like she has got some serious osteoporosis going on she's got a lot going on it's pretty bad but she's getting upset with them because she doesn't want them to look at them and then she also is like where's my daughter is she dead yeah trent tells her yeah unfortunately she did pass away it was an accident so now she's pissed off yeah and she's throwing rocks at the children yeah she's throwing rocks at the children and then this is where we go r.i.p crystal good god this was the most terrifying scene to me this was the worst fucking scary this one made me sad yeah and also like she didn't deserve that no that's all uh, she wasn't the greatest no but that was awful anyway so she goes to throw a rock obviously a big rock she's very very weak big boulder her bones are brittle falls and cracks right on the arm and her arm breaks and immediately heals broken broken so it's all fucked up yes so then she goes she's, as she's, she's progressing she's still going towards them because but her bones are still getting more brittle yeah as time yeah. quote unquote moves forward right and so every time she goes towards them she'll like crack a knee on something immediately break it heal yep she'll crack her leg on something immediately break it heal and she just keeps doing that and then all of a sudden because she's in constant pain mm-hmm. and she's constantly breaking her stuff we just see her broken. i'm literally grossed out she's just she broken. just keeps like cracking healing cracking healing cracking like over and over and over again until she's literally like a bundle of bones yeah a bundle of broken skin and bones like she literally looks like a fucking spider she looks terrifying she it's scary yeah all right crystal crystal that was a hard one that was a real hard one she didn't deserve that so then we go back to charles is still fucking up guy correct prisca comes back and she slices charles down his arm with a weapon mm-hmm. we don't see what it is we don't see what it is but we see that it's not healing and it is it's bleeding actually bleeding profusely hard horribly and it's gooey it's gucky it's disgusting yeah. it's mucky it's mucky it's mucky <gasps> bitch it's mucky it's mucky we see that she's holding one of the rusted knives rusted which, silverware from the hotel thank you again mr yes. Shyamalan, for Tying not fucking in. holding my hand so i would have never thought where all oh, this is going to come back into play exactly because that wasn't the focal point the focal point was why is there all this stuff here why is all this shit from here? the resort not oh this is a rusted weapon that eventually it wasn't chekhov's rusted knife no <laughs> 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 so yes it's poisoning charles she goes on to explain that rust is like poison to the blood poison to the blood which is why you're supposed to get tetanus shot after you step on something awful so he is poisoned to death he is literally poisoned to death and it you is see his graphic i it's mean nothing disgusting. explodes no 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 no. he doesn't get deformed but it looks painful literally he is poisoning from the inside out yeah he is just and it's bad yeah so it's like reminds me of like probably what the black plague look, black plague looked like yeah there we go so R.I.S. Charles, definitely gone in, forgotten. Yes, rest in shits, shits, my guy. (laughs) I said good for him. R.I.P. and shit, Charles, you racist piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I literally wrote, I love it. What a fun way to see someone go, especially for him. He was awful. (laughs) 
So now everybody is kind of like, you know, chilling, whatever. That whole ordeal just happened. Guy and Prisca are obviously very old and their They're children aging. are taking care of them. Yeah. And it's very, very sweet. Aging and very quickly. this is where we come back to Prisca gets to be sang to by her adult daughter. Which ties into the thing at the front, which honestly was quite cringe. I was going to say, my first note ever with this movie was immediate secondhand embarrassment. I hate watching other people sing. <laughs> I literally wrote, oh, fuck with the singing again. I hate this. <gasps> you didn't think it was sweet? I fucking hate it. Oh, I thought it was As sweet. cute as it is. Very sentimental. I appreciate that she was able to give that to her mother. Yeah. As an older individual, also, they're both old. That but actress. Like, I hate, I hate watching other people sing. That, uh, well, that's unfortunate. It is. I wish I, I could work on it. it was a sweet moment. It was a very sweet moment. Oh, and then I wrote, okay, so I don't want to cry because I actually thought it was really sweet, but oh. I said, these final moments between Guy and Prisca are both heartbreaking and joyful at the same time. They seem happy in their ignorance, and I think that's what most of us want in our final days with our partner. I'm literally going to start crying. Oh my god, bud. That's right, because well, Guy goes to Prisca and says, why did you want to leave the beach? Yeah, he's literally like, and why she did we want to leave? She knows why, and she's like, doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter, and he's like, this is such a beautiful beach. And he was just like, he literally goes, were we fighting? And she, and he goes, well, whatever it was, I, I don't care. Like, he holds up his old man hand. Yeah. And she's just uh, like, no, I agree. Yeah. No, I, I love such you, a sweet, basically. It was uh, a very sweet moment. It was such a sweet moment. But anyways, guys, the first to go. R.I.P. Rip guy. My sweet, sweet bean. Gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. I said, a good one. I said R.I.P. in heaven, my dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely in he heaven. Not in shits. Not in shits. Fuck you, Charles. Just soft thud. He just aged. He just aged. I he love that him passed and... away peacefully. Yes. It was wonderful. Of all of them, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really deserved it. And he then I put Prisca walks to the ocean and also passes peacefully. R.I.P. to that she angel. I think her walks, heart stopped. Yeah. I, she walks to the ocean and the camera keeps panning into the ocean mm -hmm. as you hear her gasping and yeah. shuffling back. Yeah. So I think what she, probably in her final moments, was just like, I want to see the water, mm -hmm. but also I want to be with my husband. Yeah. And she got to do both. Yeah. And then she passes. And I put the two are set side by side to eternally rest together. I'm literally going to start crying. Oh, bud. Rip in heaven, y'all. Rip in heaven. And I think that's why, like, I understand why some people find the movie stupid. And especially because there's a lot of plot holes. A lot of plot holes. There's a lot of plot holes that don't make any sense. That are, that are wonderful. But uh, they... He did a great job. He did a great job. He did a great job. I, you know, th and this is where, yeah, definitely you and I had different reactions to it. So I was just like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> like, oh, that's fucking tragic. Like, they just died. And I was They're like, oh, that's now. so sweet. And then to you, you were just like, I would love to just be with my husband, possibly surrounded by my kids. Yeah. And just being like, yeah, this is it. This and then is just, fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So now we're on to the uh, second day for the kids. They're both fully grown in their 50s. Yeah. Old adults now. And I literally wrote, this is... Oh, actually, hold on. I wrote, Trent now looks like Stanley Tucci in a wig, and Maddox looks like an older Miss Honey from Matilda. I agree. That is fucking Miss Honey from Matilda. Oh my god, are you dead That's ass? dead ass Miss fucking Honey from <gasps> Matilda. So they're just like, well, we should probably continue to escape. But before they do that, they want to build a sandcastle. Yeah, they're just like, you know what? If we're going to die here, or if we're going to attempt to make an escape for it, yeah. I'd rather just be, Yeah, I'd rather have fun. Um, and, and they make this really wonderful comment of like, I wonder if adults 
technically their age ever feel like kids still or if they still feel like kids because they were just kids yesterday and i'm like no people still feel like kids but because of that conversation trent is just like oh maybe then i can figure out this puzzle that coded message Mm. that idlib gave me yesterday that i couldn't figure out i'm older now maybe i'll have a better chance at of figuring it out he does figure it out so the message reads my uncle doesn't like the coral this is where they made the connection maybe that's the metal tube yeah, I wrote, love how we could have potentially saved everyone by just letting the child decode his friend's message sooner. <laughs> they decide to go through the coral. They're trying to get through it, but they're swimming through it and there is like an actual tunnel, tunnel through, through the it. coral. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Maddox's like cover swim, up. yeah, her cover up gets stuck on the coral. Yeah. And we are to believe that they have drowned. Because we pan to Mr. Shyamalan himself. Up at the top. Up at the top of the mountain. He was with looking his at binoculars. Yeah. He was looking staring down at, at them. them. We've now changed perspectives. And he radios back to the to the resort and is just like, yeah, they've died. No more subjects are at the beach. I'm going to head back. And they're like, are you sure that they passed away? He was like, yeah, I literally just watched them go into the coral. I thought they were going to get through. There's no way that they made it through. Yeah, they clocked it like an hour and, uh, I'm sorry, a minute and 20 seconds, which yeah. is a long time to hold your breath. Yeah, there's no way that they made it through. No way they made it out. And he said, he even makes the remark, the last time somebody did make it through, however, they got too exhausted and drowned. So even yeah. if they make it through, I can't determine that they already did because who knows how long they've held their breath. But I I can say that even if they did make it through, they'll be too exhausted to continue any further and will drown. He heads back to the resort and this is where we find out that the resort is a hub for scientists for that pharmaceutical company, the Warner Warner, 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 and that they are running illegal, illegal human medical experiments on these people at the beach because yes, those rocks do have the property to make these people go old, like people get older. Yeah. So they're able the to run the itself, trial at an, at an uh, what is that called? Like a expedited rate. Expedited rate, yes. But it still have real world consequences. So what they find out is that the special drinks that they're giving the people at their first arrival it has a special cocktail of medicine for whoever is sick and then they kind of like figure out the results from there Mm -hmm. so what they end up highlighting is that patricia her specific cocktail that she got kept her from having a seizure for 16 and a half years technically technically essentially curing her of having seizures and this is where i have a difficult time with that conversation because that is a life-saving thing that happened yeah people died because of it yes is it worth it and again this is where me and you when we were in the car i work for a biopharmaceutical company we do i don't personally um and nobody on at the the facility that i work at we don't do this we just create the medicine however our counterparts further down the state work on lab mice yeah from what i'm told they're very well taken care of but at the end of the day still tested on but again this is exactly like they were provided food yeah beach and all-inclusiveness yeah but at the end of the day they still died so i think that's a good ethical question that the movie brings into question whether or not m night Chamlon wanted to create that conversation doesn't it is a good question it doesn't matter because at the end of the day you're going to have that conversation regardless yeah risk versus ethics ethics yeah so we're going back out to the middle of the to the resort the the buff lady is giving somebody their drinks we go back to the cop we go to the cop first. Oh, yeah. We're, we're with the cop. Which, we, again, hand-holdy. Again, hand That specific we thing was hand-holdy. over to the cop. That we met at the beginning. We met at the beginning. Some unknown, quote-unquote, person walks up. We already know who it is. And hands him the notebook that the fucking kids found. And hands him the notebook the kids found. So, well, actually, first he goes, the kids. First he goes, you're a cop, right? Which, obviously, Trent would remember, because he remembers everybody's name and profession. And he goes, yeah. And so he hands him the book. Uh, Trent, literally grown-up Trent, hands him the book. So now we know Trent has at least made it back to the shore. Yeah. 
Trent's made it. I don't know if Maddox is made it. Because who the fuck else would have the book? Because who else would have the book? And who, who else, else would remember, remember that, that that's a cop? That is a cop. And also, we've already heard Trent speak, and he's wearing the exact same fucking shirt. <laughs> now we go to the, the buff waitress, mm-hmm. and she is taking cocktails to these two individuals who have just two shown up. Two different cocktails. However, she gets bumped into, and the cocktails fall mm-hmm. and smash, in which she apologizes and said, we'll get those right back to you in a moment, mm-hmm. because they are obviously special and need to take time to cultivate. Only for... Trent <laughs> to say I wouldn't drink anything that they give you yeah. while you're here and then immediately goes into some weird ass spiel my name is Trent blah 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 mm-hmm. and then you hear in the background my name is Maddox blah 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 we're from this place in Philadelphia and they left us out there to die yeah and it's like bitch so then we're given a flashback of when the kids were in the coral there was a crack that happened in the coral that maddox's cover-up got stuck to so they were able to break it and there was also holes like openings at the top of the coral that that they got into breathed really quickly and then were were swimming again yes they make it through the coral they almost faint but they don't Mm -hmm. so they make it through the coral and they're immediately surrounded by small fish yes realizing that they're out that they're safe that they're fine because fish are finally back the cop is on the phone with his cop friends confirming that some of the people's names in the book are people who missing are missing people's yeah missing people's and then he goes on to find out that all of the people in that book are missing now he's just like y'all gotta get the fuck out here mm-hmm. some weird shit's going on they are killing these people i guess yeah so they get flown off the island they're yeah. gonna go talk with their aunt uh well they're gonna go get picked up by their aunt. yeah they're gonna get picked up by their aunt and the cop's just like you know is it you guys are gonna be okay and he was just like we're literally 50 years old yeah he was like how would you feel if you're if a 50-year-old man called you and said that he was your six-year-old nephew. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, you know what you You right. know, bitch. You're, you're right. right. Uh, and then uh, everybody's getting arrested and Warner and Warner is getting subpoenaed or whatever the fuck. And mm-hmm. uh, end, of, end of the movie. End of the movie. But I think overall it was a good movie. I think I only like it because it made me emotional with the with the aging part with the two parents that's fair. Although if that had been taken out i would not have cared for this movie. you would have been like yeah fuck this movie yeah because it wasn't like there wasn't enough gore aspect there was not yeah. enough horror it was mostly psychological yeah. which is fine but even that like i said it felt very handholdy in some instances well that's what i said in the car it was like slow and fast at the same time it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. it was a play on time but it didn't play well what would you give it a rating out of out of 10 out of 10 mm-hmm 10 being the best one being the worst. Well, it's definitely not the worst. Okay, maybe not 10. Maybe go five. Go five? Yeah. I'd give it like a two and a half. Really? Maybe a three. I was going to say three. Yeah. I'd give it a three. I wouldn't solid. Watch, I wouldn't watch it again, but I wouldn't be mad if I went and saw this in movie theaters. You know what? Maybe I'll give it a 3.5 because I would watch it again. I've watched it twice now and mm. I probably will watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. So it's a solid three for me. If but 3. if I went 5. to the movie theaters and spent like 40 bucks on it, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's better than men. We don't have a, an ending thing. Do we need one? No. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Dead ass when There's I made that TikTok. Whole when I made that, that TikTok, fucking everybody was just, oh, did you know he was super ripped? Did you know they had to, they had to put baggy clothes on him? He couldn't get naked for when he came out of the lake because he was super ripped and he was supposed to be a stoner. He's fucking jacked. That would have made it so much better. Thank you. Because like you have whole ass Chris Hemsworth and Jesse Williams there. But dead ass. That's why they they kept like that full like because they knew they're, like, everybody's gonna be in love with Marty anyway. We cannot have him be sexy because Chris because literally Chris Hemsworth and the guy from the mm-hmm. ER show, Jess, Jesse Jesse Jesse, because they were both in it and they're supposed to be the studs and, and they're then not. you got this fucking idiot. You have he Bro. can't be the stoner and the jock. Yeah yeah. Anyway, oh the athlete. Sorry. <laughs> also, I wrote. Oh shit! His name is literally Guy. 
It took me so long. It took me halfway through the to movie. To realize that his name was actually Guy. <laughs> I thought It took literally that. having his fucking name in brackets and the closed captions signifying that Guy, the person his with his name as Guy, is talking. Yes. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't realize that it was I literally name. thought it was like a term of endearment. I did who too. Who the fuck named somebody Guy? Who named somebody Guy? No one. No one names them Guy. Fictional writers name their characters guy like he should have literally named prisca woman honestly at that point like at that point at that point eve for all i fucking care if we want to make it bitch, some kind you of you know what if that had been the case i'm so happy you named her prisca because if you had named her eve it would have been over forget about it be like shut up fucking forget about shut it shut up your asshole <laughs> i literally did i couldn't guess it especially because she was so like french dutch i was like oh he must be german that's fair i think <laughs> I that's know. fair yeah no um, you're right i mean if he had said something like in spanish like a cuss word or something you would have like, been then it would have been caught fine it. yeah but like the fact that neither one of them ever spoke in anything other than english i was yeah. like how am i supposed to know where the fuck they're from anyways especially his name is guy who names a mexican guy guy no one <laughs> bitch hui hui <laughs> <laughs> misdirection misdirection as my favorite YouTuber would say. Who says that? Dylan is in trouble. Oh, That man is so fine. He's cute. <sighs> I do like him. He's stupid. man is so fine. I need to find me stupid. Bless him. He's from Minnesota, I think. I need to find me somebody stupid that's, like, nice. Does that exist? Yeah. I, I mean, wanna, I it's supposed to. <laughs> it's me. I'm stupid and nice. Where's my stupid and nice? <laughs> Fuck. Then I made a note. Why does he always play bad guys? I hope he's quite lovely in real life. I really do too. I hope he's a nice man. I think he just has those eyes. He just has everything. He just looks evil. Because isn't he the evil man from Practical Magic? Yeah. He's the evil ex-boyfriend? Yeah. You know what? We're not going into it. We're not going into it. We're not going to we'll be sitting here. You know what? We're thirsty bitches. Yeah, thirsty bitches. God, he was so fine in that movie. He was so hot. they were all fine. They were all gorgeous. Are you kidding me? Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman with her fiery bro, red hair, dead ass. She could literally spit in my mouth, and I would not care. If for I anybody would. who knows, I don't like that. Yeah, it's but like disgusting. for her specifically yes. in that movie. Yeah. Oh my god, absolutely. Oh my god, Sandra Bullock with her thirsting ass to oh. this man that she made up in her dreams. 